Welcome to the Georgia 2024 show. I uh, appreciate you uh, joining us today on the Easter Sunday. This is a pre-tape, or at least most of it. Uh, we have several interviews we've done this week that we want to replay. We are brought to you by the Georgia Record, so please go to georgiarecord.com and make us part of your daily scan and help us change the political situation in Georgia. Uh, a big way you can do that is with our no-ad subscriptions. Look, I mean, we spend a lot of money. We have reporters all over the world. We have 12 different websites at last count focusing on different regions and different sectors of the media market. We're competing against the big boys, and we mean to uh, to displace them with a large part of their audience. So, But we need your support. Um, you know, we have ads on the sites, but I know a lot of people don't like those. So please sign up for our no-ad subscription. It's kind of a hub for all of CD Media. You can get all of our websites with no ads. Uh, so that is, uh, you know, what you won't have them pop up on your phone. You won't have any annoying video ads or anything like that. But so we have to make money, and this is one way we can do that. And one way you can support us, support free media, support the future of your children, and uh, really help save the republic. So the no-ad subscriptions on CD Media are a big deal. Please help us out uh, by picking one up. So today we have Garland Favorito, who's going to go into the election integrity lawsuits that he has in various courts around Georgia, which are being held up in various ways. So Garland's going to talk to us about that. Uh, we've got Chris Gleason, who's going to talk about election integrity and the election integrity so-called bill in Florida, which is anything but election integrity being pushed by the DeSantis administration, uh, where they actually want to uh, change the release of information that can prove election fraud instead of actually doing something about election integrity. And then we have Richard Jordan from Cherokee County, who's going to talk to us uh, about an incident that went on up there recently. Um, and that we've had on the site for a week has generated a lot of comment, content and comment. And uh, we want to play that for you and get Richard's side of the story. We've asked officials from Cherokee to come on or in the process of asking and if they uh, agree to join us and give their side of the story next week. We'll do that, of course. So uh, without further ado, um, please listen to Richard. I'm going to bring him on now, or at least we had a conversation a couple days ago that we pre-recorded. It's on Easter and everybody's at church. So I'm going to pray, play the interview from Richard, and then we will go from there. Thanks. So we've got a special guest with us today on the Georgia 2024 show. Richard Jordan has been a longtime Republican uh, activist, really, back to the Reagan days. He's very involved in multiple counties in Georgia right now. Uh, back in 78, when he graduated from the University of Georgia, uh, he was uh, very involved in the Republican Party then. So welcome to the show, Richard. Well, thank you, Todd. It's good to be with you here this evening. So you got a lot of irons in the fire. You're running for vice chair of the 6th District uh, GOP, among other things. But you had an interesting uh, experience in Cherokee the other night. I just wanted people to, to hear what, you, what happened to you. Well, Todd, it's interesting. It really starts back in 21 when I made a quality decision to uh, – help some mama bears in Cherokee County that were being raked over the coals by uh, some of the elected officials, I should say the fourth branch of government, the administrative branch and right. uh, being put on the front cover of uh, the Tribune is or going around canvassing over a thousand homes in Cherokee County, looking for addresses where um, voters had used addresses to cast their vote illegally. Mm -hmm. So uh, we, they found over a hundred of them there, but instead of being congratulated or showing, shown appreciation, they were put on the front page of the paper and said they may have committed felonies for impersonating election 
office uh, personnel. Mm. So that kind of started the journey. Yeah. Uh, that got me interested in looking into election integrity. We all know that something's gone awry based on the, the 2020 election. But um, this was on June the 17th. Uh, this was a advanced voting for the runoff for the 6th Congressional District. Uh, and I went in uh, South Annex down in Woodstock, went in, showed my credentials, uh, got the voter card, went over to the Dominion uh, ballot marking device. We, I put the card in, I made my choice, I got the printed ballot. And I'd, I'd heard a lot about uh, this, uh, this federal lawsuit. Uh, I was actually adjudicated a court of law about the ballot marking device that Dominion right. had, saying that it was unreadable and unreliable. So I'm looking at my ballot and I see this barcode, these squiggly lines inside of a box. And I think, okay, that's what they're talking about. So I thought to myself, as the average elector that comes in every two to four years to vote, and I'm looking at my ballot, and I don't know for certain that that barcode accurately reflects my candidate of choice. So once I release that ballot into the ballot box and lose my chain of custody, those ballots printed in English, those are those are sealed in the Superior Court, uh, clerk of the Superior Court in Cherokee County. So the only thing that goes down to the uh, uh, to the Secretary of State's office is that image of the barcode. Mm -hmm. So I, I asked, the lady asked me, she said, sir, can I help you deposit that in the uh, ballot box? And I said, well, ma'am, as I'm looking at this, I don't know for certain that my ballot is accurately being cast. And I said, how can I know for certain? She says, I don't know. So I said, can I speak with your poll manager? She said, sure. So I went over and spoke with Vicki. I said, I said, ma'am, um, how do I know for certain that this is accurately casting my for my candidate of choice with this barcode. She says, I don't know. I said, can I fill out a, um, uh, a complaint form? I'd like to find out, get a report from the Board of Elections as to why we continue to use the Dominion ballot marking device. It's already been fully adjudicated in a federal court of law, unreadable, unverifiable. So I'm, they give me a piece of paper. I'm beginning to write down. It took me about five minutes to write it out. But the poll manager had, meantime, gotten the election director, Ann Dover, on the line. And so Ann Dover wanted to speak to me. Apparently, as part of the poll worker training for the managers, they're told that anyone who asks about the ballot marking device immediately call the direct director of elections and let her handle it. Just for our audience sake, this is the Curling versus Raffensburger case, which you're discussing where Judge Totenberg ruled that they were illegal per Georgia law. But so just so people know which case. That's correct. Ahead. Yeah. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah. Judge uh, Amy Totenberg. And so as I'm standing there uh, filling out my form and I, by the way, I have Daisy with me, my German short haired pointer. She mm -hmm. wanted to go and uh, cast a vote with me. So she was sitting by my side and I'm minding my own business. Little did I know that Miss Dover had called the Woodstock Police Department. So two armed police officers show up at my side. They're ushered in immediately to my, into my presence where I have my ballot in full view on the, on the table. So I was in the process of completing my vote. 
I wanted to make sure that while I was in that process, I was filling out the, the, uh, the complaint form. So he asked me, he says, um, he says, uh, is everything all right? I said, well, sure. I'm just filling out a complaint form. I asked mm -hmm. to, uh, and so he said, well, uh, they, they tell me you're causing a ruckus that you, you, you're a known person to disrupt the polling location. I said, no, sir. I, I'm just filling out a, a response form here. Mm -hmm. And he said, well, I'm, I'm going to have to ask you to leave. You, you're going to have to leave the premises now. I said, sir, I'll leave the premises when I finish voting. Yeah. I said, matter of fact, you're invading my privacy. And I would suggest that you stand 10 or 12 feet over until I finish voting. And I'll talk with you then. Yeah. And he did. He did move over after he interrupted me a couple of times. So, uh, you know, I, I finished up. I got Daisy and we I got his name and who he reported to. And I spoke with the the poll manager and i said ma'am are you a trained poll worker she said yes i am i said well you you know that you ushered this police officer into my private private space to where i was voting so i want to make sure all that was on the record and it is on a body cam mm -hmm. so i leave and the following week i'm in florida with my wife on vacation i get a call from a friend they say uh, uh you know uh, you've got at least three felonies and two misdemeanors alleged against you for, um, for whatever. I mean, they, they said I was disrupting polling the polling place and I was, but you look at these, it's up to 20 years. I could be in prison for up to 20 years for what they're accusing me of. And so the body cams, I, I through the open records act, I got copies of the body cams. And by the way, uh, uh, the Georgia record came out today with an article and just and it even has embedded into the article a couple of those videos. So the viewer, the reader can see and you know, full well what transpired. Mm -hmm. So uh, basically, Todd, that's what happened. And uh, uh, it's absolutely appalling. He, so did they actually charge you? Did they actually, did they actually charge you? No, no, they just uh, the the director of elections she got together with their, it's a the county director and Bromball that represents them by the way mm -hmm. the taxpayers pay her eighty eight thousand dollars a year to come to, to attend 12 meetings so she uh put together a criminal referral rec, uh, uh letter and gave that to the district attorney and it was forwarded as a referral to the state board of elections uh so this We've heard of Ann uh, before. She was involved with the uh, the hearings a few months back where they stopped the board from doing what they wanted to do due to legal threats. So she's she's a known name. That's right. That's right. But really what precipitated this, Todd, was about four weeks prior to this incident on June 17th, um, I was helping these mama bears. There's probably about 75 of them that had, you know, they're they're serious about protecting their family, their children. They want to protect the vote. So we had put together 150 sworn affidavits, at least three from each of the 42 precincts across Cherokee County, which is allowable under the, 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 the state board of elections guidelines. We presented those at a press conference and I happened to be the spokesman. So uh, I went and I, and, and that video I believe is also in the article but uh, the elections director would not even sign for delivery of those and mm -hmm. they did not act upon those. So basically 
from that point on, I had a target on my back as being one of the ring leaders of, uh, of this group that didn't like the voting equipment. Right. So that's, that's the essence of the, of the case. Wow. Uh, tyranny at its best. So tell us what you're trying to do, um, in these counties, trying to grow, or I guess I should say strengthen a grassroots effort that's already there. In the, in the six counties of right. uh, the sixth district. Right. Well, um, I'm certainly, I'm a grassroots Republican patriot. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm an American first, uh, patron. I believe that election integrity is first and foremost at the front of what our concern should be. If we don't have election integrity, Todd, we don't have a nation. I know the Southern border is important, but I think election integrity is probably more important. So to to, to answer your question about uh, bringing together the six counties, I believe that under the new redistricting plan that has transpired here a couple of years ago, in creating the new districts, we have new people that are getting introduced to each other. I've lived in four of the six counties, and as first vice chair, I would like to work with the chairman and the rest of the executive committee to uh, not only bring some effective fundraisers together, raise funds through, uh, we've done the Sporting Clays Charity Classic in Cherokee County for seven years running. youth missions uh, and we adapt that to where 70 percent of the proceeds that that uh, each of the six republican county parties bring into it can be allocated back to their counties to support candidates that are um, uh, that that have been vetted and by the way i might mention that uh, in cherokee county and pickens county We've started a North Metro GRA chapter, the Georgia Republican Assembly, which is the conscience of the Republican Party. We vet candidates, not only in the constitutional roles as elected officials, but inside of the GOP. Uh, Basically, the establishment GOP operatives and the rhinos have given us a very, very poor reputation. And you can look at what Congress, uh, they've got they've got polls that show them below 10% in approval. Mm-hmm. Do you feel there's an optimism in Georgia? I mean, there's been a lot of, uh, I guess, throw up, throwing the towel kind of attitude among some patriots just because they see the elections as an insurmountable object. I mean, what is your feeling on the ground, at least the areas you're working in? Are, are people still just really motivated to get out and change this? Todd, I'm absolutely astounded at the, the new people we call them newcomers. Mm-hmm. You know, they're coming out of the woodwork and they're looking to engage in this process we call self-government. Mm-hmm. It's all laid out in the U.S. Constitution. What a novel idea to use the Constitution to redress grievances as it was designed by our founding fathers. Exactly. I think what a wonderful opportunity and people are coming alive. And uh, some of us who have been engaged in uh, politics. I mean, unfortunately, you do have some, sometimes you make, uh, you don't have all friends, you know, sometimes you make some enemies that sure. don't agree with your policy. So it, you know, it's kind of, kind of like water on the ducks back. You, you can't let it get to you. You right. have to be firm in your convictions. And as a, a man of, of deep Christian faith, I believe that, uh, you, you, you have those 
strong convictions, you play to an audience of one. Well, if you're not making enemies, you're not doing something right. Obviously, you're you're, you're not holding up your principles. You're you're compromising in some way. But uh, Richard, how can people get in touch with you? How can they help you? How can they help your effort? What you're trying to do? Well, actually, our North Metro uh, Georgia Republican Assembly chapter on April the 15th, which is coming up real soon. It's a week from tomorrow. We have a GRA endorsement convention. And so all GRA members can uh, can vote and it take it requires a two third majority in order to in, endorse a candidate. But this is for the sixth and the 11th district. County kind of come the two together. So we're having all the uh, candidates for uh, the executive committee positions in the sixth district and the 11th district to run uh, to speak and then to, you know, to to uh, ask for the vote. And then we'll take the vote and see if uh, see who gets the two thirds. And uh, it's a little bit, uh, you know, it's it's just a great opportunity to hear before the convention comes. You get to hear the, the speakers. You get to you know who is. And, and if, fortunately, at this point, I don't have any opposition. But uh, some of some of the uh, positions that do have opposition, you need to hear clearly because we need to vet the candidates before we put give them a position of responsible leadership within our GOP party here in Georgia. Well, it's a problem nationwide, as we've seen in Florida and other places. But Richard, thanks for coming on. I really appreciate it. I want to have you back because you're obviously uh, somebody our audience wants to hear from on a regular basis. Thank you very much. Well, thank you, Todd. Good to be with you. So a great interview from Richard. We need to stay up on what's happening in Cherokee because there's obviously some nefarious activity up there, uh, which we've seen inside the GOP uh, literally across the country. Uh, one of those areas that we have been very focused on here just because the same tactics are being used in Georgia is the state of Florida. Uh, there has been a lot of nefarious activity among GOP establishment in Florida and preventing uh, people from coming into the party who are new, uh, preventing election integrity and a lot of other things. So I want to bring on Chris Gleason, a conversation we had we had with him a couple weeks ago or a couple days ago, actually. He has been the tip of the spear in uh, analyzing a lot of the data in Florida, but something with the recent uh, election integrity bill in quotes uh, in Florida that DeSantis is pushing has nothing really to do with election integrity, but actually a lot to do with removing the ability to find out about organized crime in our elections. So Chris is going to go into that, but with our recent experience at the uh, Georgia legislative session, I thought most Georgians uh, should see this. So I'm going to play this interview we did a couple days ago with Chris Gleason. Welcome back to the Miami Independent. I am on the road, obviously not in the studio, but we have back with us Chris Gleason because of necessity. He has been bringing truth uh, to Florida, uh, where Florida is not free, as they want you to think. Uh, welcome to the show, Chris. Hey, thanks, Todd, for having me on. So you have been out there uh, in front, uh, tip of the spear, really, on finding out what's going on in Florida. So I just want to let you talk about this election integrity bill, supposedly, that they're putting out. Yeah. Go ahead. Well, like many of the laws that are passed by um, selected individuals, because in Florida we have selections, not elections. Mm -hmm. And as we're finding out, that's also going on in many other states, too, like in Maryland and others. 
Mm-hmm. So um, yesterday, uh, everybody's been really, you know, very enthusiastic and hopeful on this new election integrity bill. Mm-hmm. And it is uh, anything but an election integrity bill. Um, it was brought to my attention um, after I read this bill. I, 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 I was really angry. I was mm-hmm. really angry. And I started reaching out to my contacts and they told me, that uh, the, the verbiage of this bill comes directly from Governor DeSantis, wow. comes from Cord Bird, and it comes from the illegal and subversive organization also known as the Florida Supervisors of Election, Inc. That, uh, that organization is a uh, racketeering, influenced, corrupt organization um, that uh, uses both taxpayer money and uh, lobby illegal lobbyist money from the election technology industry to subvert Florida elections and ensure that they have that we have selections, not elections. So as I was uh, going through the bill, uh, the proposed bill, um, which is being read today in committee, um, what I noticed pretty quickly is that Every single violation of Florida election law statutes that has been a part of their corrupt practices and rigging of elections in Florida elections for some time uh, that, we, that we've been catching them on mm-hmm. and calling them on, um, all of those things they are now trying to legalize and remove from um, Florida legislation. Give us an example of something like that. Okay, so in in Maryland, uh, actually, I, I'll take uh, I'll, I'll start from the beginning. We found anomalies. One of my counterparts in Lee County, uh, Chris Quackenbush, she had identified some very interesting stuff with the EL forty five A report with blank ballots. Right. And then she asked me, "Hey, can you check this out?" So I did. I validated the data. I went and did a massive public records request to all of the supervisors of elections here in Florida. And the results were startling and staggering, and it showed how bad things really were here. And so as a result of that, I wanted to see if this was also going on in other states. So I contacted a uh, legal team in Maryland that needed some help there, and we validated that it was in fact going on there as well. And it was that investigation into the Maryland elections that um, led us into a deeper dive into Florida elections using um, the data that comes from the selection machines, the voter, the voter fraud selection machines. Mm-hmm. And so that um, information ended up making it into a uh, motion for reconsideration in federal court and our in the RICO case there. And it was that information and the information on the campaign finance uh, money laundering uh, racket there uh, that forced Linda Lamone, the second longest standing election official in this in the entire United States, to abruptly uh, announce her retirement. Right now, we've been so we've been fighting that. So we know 
this is how they're doing it. We know we can tell with these election summary reports and the data from the machines where they're stealing the elections right down to the precinct and by yeah. which mode that they're stealing. And they don't like that. Now, you have this for previous elections, correct? Yes, we do. Yes, and okay. that's the beauty of it. So we have all the data. And mm -hmm. so there's no escaping because they had no idea what we were looking for. And yeah. we validated the data in other states as well. So we've got them cold on this. Now, what they're doing right now is they are in uh, cover up mode because they want to continue to rig elections. I mean, the people. Let, let me guess, they no longer give ac access to the EL45. They don't want to. They not only. <laughs> so, my, well, my background is in data, right? Mm -hmm. I was part of the work group that came up with the mortgage industry maintenance uh, standards. So, mm -hmm. what, and what that is, is every single uh, document and form in the mortgage industry, right? It, it has a data field. And that data field, just like our language, you know, words mean things. So when you start altering the meanings of things and striking things, um, it's 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 not only big language-wise as we speak, but it's also big computer-wise because it's a language, right? Right. So one of the most notable things in the election integrity bill. Um, is uh is the fact that they changed the language from shall to must well when you change the language from shall to must words mean things mm -hmm. and it, it it takes it from you know uh, it, it's a different legal standard okay right, right and then and it gives them leeway and their attorneys they know this okay sure so what is a particular, one of the most particularly egregious parts of this, right, is in the data. And so what they do is they, they are now redefining. Let me, let me just ask you, so must is a less, um, less much, lower bar. Much lower bar. Okay. Much right. lower bar. So, shall, yeah. it's like, like the second amendment, shall not yeah. be infringed. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So what we see here, um, and it's on page 49, of the uh, election, um, the lack of election integrity bill is really what it is. Mm -hmm. um, they redefine what data is um, for these election integrity reports, this election summary reports. And they strike a lot of the required uh, fields that are currently there. And that's, that's highly problematic. Um, they're supposed to be, by law, reporting this data in a .txt file, which they're not. Um, they are um, reporting it in PDFs and they're reporting it in other formats on their websites. So VR Systems is, the, is one of the big players in this. Um, they're also you know, um, one of the big players in many other states apparently too. So what essentially they're doing is codifying um, e election fraud. Now there's mm -hmm. a difference between voter fraud and election fraud. Voter fraud is when uh, you have these small little groups out there, you know, harvesting ballots and, mm -hmm. you know, doing that stuff. Election fraud is when you are actually rigging elections. Right. And that is what 
these what's people, going on yeah that's exactly what's going on now when you get into the criminality of it right you have what's called intent all right you have to have criminal intent and this bill um is um is pretty much a confession of their criminal intent and the conspiracy the conspiracy to overthrow our elections and our constitutional republic both here right. in florida and nationwide right so why would they do that why now why would they want to overthrow the republic or why yeah. would they because oh, <laughs> they're working for somebody else yes yeah. yeah and and i i find it particularly interesting that they're doing this okay that they're reading this bill in the ethics committee and election integrity committee today mm -hmm. when when donald trump is being um, arrested in uh, the state of New York, right? Right, and Donald Trump, he based on the the evidence and the data that we have uncovered, he is truly, truly, truly. I tell you, he's truly the rightful president of the United States of America today. And so, the fact that Ron DeSantis and that Cord Bird and the Florida Supervisors of Elections would um, essentially put forth a bill that um, stops the exposure of their election fraud, okay, here in Florida, that was then used in all of these other states to rig the election and give it to um, the Communist Party-controlled Joe Biden. This is a problem. This is treason. Yeah. We have yeah. we've crossed we've crossed over. This is treason. So anything else you want to get out, Chris? I think I want to get this out. Just yeah, so that yeah. So essentially, everybody in Florida and everybody everywhere, you need to dig into these election summary reports. You need to ask who are these people? Who is who's really behind them? Who's the money behind them? Okay, in Florida. This, this entire proposed election integrity bill is a farce and it makes our elections less secure and less transparent. And you know that entire election integrity bill needs to be scrapped and thrown in the trash because yeah. it is not, it is trash. So- Chris, how can people get in touch with you, find out about what your work- Sure. Say, um, you know, you, that kind of thing. Uh, so I, I, I've recently been uh, uh, able to get back onto Twitter. Um, and my Twitter handle is uh, Immutable Chris T. I'm going to follow you right now. <laughs> and um, I have a sub stack uh, called uh, Immutable Elections. Immutable Truth. I'm sorry. Immutable Truth Elections at Substack. Immutable Truth Elections at Substack. And we're working on um, some other things, um, but you know, um, I'm definitely on Twitter uh, now. And you know, like I said, immutable truth elections at Substack. I'm going to be posting a lot of stuff there, and we're going to get. I have faith that all of this stuff is going to work out for our good, and mm -hmm. because there is no stopping what's coming, and. With everything that we have, with these 
with these revelations here and the revelations with the campaign finance that we've been uncovering across the entire nation. Yeah. This is our nation and we're taking it back and there's nothing that they're going to do to stop us. So um, I had a question, but I spaced on it, but uh, thank you for coming on. Yeah. And uh, we will get this out and about. So I appreciate it, Chris. All right. Hey, thanks oh, a lot. Todd. I know what I meant to say. Come on our show next Sunday and let's talk about this more. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Thank absolutely. you. Take care. Bye. All right, my man. So there you have it with Chris Gleason in Florida uh, talking about the alleged election integrity bill, which is not election integrity at all, but a way for the elites to continue rigging and stealing the elections in Florida, all being brought to you by the Ron DeSantis administration. Before we move on to our next uh, interview, uh, I spoke about our no ad subscriptions, but another way you can support CD Media, the Georgia Record, the Georgia 24 show, is to go to MyPillow.com. There are a lot of spring and June weddings coming, and there's going to be a lot of new houses that need household goods from comforters to outerwear to sheets to pillows. Mike has 600 products. So don't go to uh, what's left of Bed Bath & Beyond or any of the other big box retailers, which are sending all your funds to China and are using slave labor to produce undermarket goods, which are crap anyway. Go to MyPillow.com, get American-made products for your family. There are a lot of college students. I have one myself, which is going to be needing everything new in, in their houses, uh, apartments as they leave college and graduate. Uh, so go to MyPillow.com, use promo code CDM and get the best discounts available. There is up to 80% off right now. So promo code CDM, literally you can outfit a house uh, for your child or the new bride, uh, get high quality stuff and not break the bank. So check it out. MyPillow.com, promo code CDM. Also, if you are interested in dual-use technologies or you're interested in mission-focused investing or trusted capital, uh, go to StonyLonesomeGroupLLC.com and check out our sponsor. Um, they are doing a lot of really good things in the investment world, uh, especially with DOD technologies that uh, really um, to try to rebuild America's defense capability, uh, but remove the Chinese influence and other infiltrators inside our government and inside our defense industry. So check out Stony Lonesome, Stony Lonesome Group, LLC.com. Thank you very much. So I sat down with Garland Favorito. He's got multiple cases um, in front of different courts right now. They're all being stalled at different levels and in different ways. I wanted him to give you an update of what's going on. So I sat with, down with him the other night. So I'm going to run that interview. Thank you. And a lot of election integrity stuff happening in multiple states. And Georgia is one of the most key states for the 2024 election. So we thought we'd have Garland Favorito of VoterGA.org to join us and give us an update of all the cases that he's got going on. Thanks, Garland, for coming on. Sure. Good to be back with you, Todd. Yeah, it is good uh, to see you again. You look good. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to recover from that broken hip. So I'm just about there now. Uh, yeah. So uh, give, us a, give us an overview of what's going on in your uh, legal backlog. Well, the um, you know the Fulton County counterfeit ballot case is the one that people are most interested in. Uh, that was the case where the Georgia Supreme Court uh, ruled in our favor and overturned the Court of Appeals and the lower courts and said that uh, you and I, the voters of Georgia, as well as citizens, residents, taxpayers, have always had standing to sue a government official or a government agency that violates the law. 
that they made that decision in December and the Court of Appeals has yet to kick this back to the Superior Court. They're sitting on it. There's something wrong there. We're going to, we've already filed a motion to expedite that. that uh, the Court of Appeals has so far has ignored that. We're going to try to up the ante uh, and put some more pressure on the Court of Appeals to do the right thing and mm-hmm. adopt the Supreme Court decision and send that case back. Uh, is it so, before you move on? Is there anything the public can do to help push that along? Well, yeah, we're going to literally, I think, uh, start a, a call campaign uh, mm-hmm. Monday okay. uh, to the Court of Appeals and asking them to move on this this case. Uh, there is no reason for them to have sit uh, dormant for three months when all they had to do was adopt the Supreme Court decision to send it back. Um, gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah, there's something really wrong there. Uh, something really wrong. Obviously, they don't want anybody to see the ballots. Well, exactly. So why would the Court of Appeals um, have a vested interest in uh, preventing the people of Georgia from uh, seeing the ballots? You know, there's yeah. there's no rationale for this. Uh, it just they're becoming accomplice to the crime. So just for our audience sake, this is the case in 2020 when there was multiple affidavits saying that fake ballots were used in the Fulton County 2020 general election. That's right. And those affidavits were from senior Fulton County poll managers. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they are as most credible people that there could have possibly been. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, so that's one case. We have another case that's in the Court of Appeals, um, uh, which equally an egregious decision. This was uh, the case to ban the Dominion Democracy Suite 5.5 system. And uh, that case is. Um, uh, we appealed uh, after the judge uh, failed to rule on the sufficiency of our complaint and just started to talk about evidence when she never even collected or allowed the collection of any evidence and the presentation of any evidence in the case. Hmm. Uh, a clear, clear, blatant uh, violation of court procedures. So we believe that one should also be overturned. The Court of Appeals has sat on that for months. Which judge was that that did that? Uh, that was Judge Kimberly Esmond Adams okay. uh, of Fulton County. Uh, then we have the third case, which we sued to ban the outsourcing of private voter registration data to the Salesforce in the cloud mm-hmm. through mm-hmm. the Jarvis system, which has since been implemented. The court has sat on that case. We have not gotten uh, a ruling uh, back or even a hearing back on that. Since that time, we expanded that case to not only uh, sue to ban uh, the um, Salesforce implementation, which is called Jarvis, uh, well, we also sued to ban Eric uh, in the mm-hmm. state of Georgia. And uh, in addition, we um, subpoenaed the Connick servers out mm-hmm. in LA. The LA district attorney has those um, after indicting the, the um, um, uh, CEO Eugene Wu out there, uh, who was mm-hmm. in Michigan for Connick. Um, and we know that there's Georgia resident data on those servers. Wow. So that's the third case. Um, that case is awaiting a hearing as well. Um, a fourth case that's awaiting a hearing is the lawsuit against uh, several other counties for destroying ballot images. Uh, in violation of both federal and state law. These were the original 2020 ballot images that they were supposed to preserve for two years. Uh, They overwrote memory cards, destroyed them. And um, we um, 
uh, had sued some of the counties. We haven't been able to afford to sue them all, mm -hmm. but we should. So um, that uh, is uh, pending a hearing. Uh, we have one of our cases that did get a hearing was a Fulton County School Board uh, challenge uh, race in which the court ruled against us and Fulton County sued us for $38,000 in legal fees. We filed a reply brief claiming that they committed perjury, specifically the Fulton voter registration uh, direct uh, head, uh, in order to obtain the incorrect ruling from the court. Mm -hmm. uh, so whether or not the court's going to hear that, I don't know. Uh, they might just, the court may decide to wash their hands of the whole matter. And then finally, we still have the challenge to, in the Republican primary against Brad Raffensperger's uh, victory over Jody Heiss and David Bellisle and others. Right. Uh, that is not had a hearing yet either. So there's something rotten in Georgia right now. Uh, yeah. We, we are pursuing these as best we possibly can. Um, and uh, it's it's starting to get pretty suspicious. Um, what 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 remedy do you have? I mean, is, is there, you know, I, I'm not an attorney, but is there a way to bring it to a higher court or if they just don't act on it? Well, I, I, I don't know. What we've done is we've filed motions to expedite in several of these uh, situations. Mm -hmm. um, and um, we are, are going to start calling, you know, uh, that mm -hmm. uh, seems to have helped last time. Mm -hmm. So uh, hopefully we'll get a uh, we'll get this these uh, appeals court judges off their rear ends and um, get this corrected. But and there's just something really is, is not right here. What about legislative oversight? Does the, the Georgia legislature have any interest in 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 getting involved in some of these? If they, I mean, like some of the election committees or anything like that? Yeah. So we've had a fairly successful legislative session. Uh, I wanted more out of it, mm -hmm. uh, but we have been actively working the legislature for the last three months. We've kind of let the cases drop. Mm -hmm. um, the, um, the, uh, we, we, we got, we had 25 top priority items mm -hmm. and uh, um, we got bills introduced for 10 of those items. So that was pretty significant. We only got two things passed, though. One was the uh, closing of the Zuckerberg loophole that DeKalb mm -hmm. County used to get two million bucks. Uh, that we had the language and recommended closing that loophole last year. The legislature ignored us, mm -hmm. and uh, we, uh, but they decided to close that loophole this year. And at the same time, they also made the state election board independent and independently funded that. So that's a good thing. So they, they are funded now? Uh, they will be when the governor signs the bill and um, which would probably be sometime between now and July. Hmm. And uh, that will that's a good thing. However, the investigators are still in Secretary of State's office and, and we contend that any investigations done by the Secretary of State are compromised. They sure. are politically motivated. They are not legitimate. Do they have um, to use those investigators? Or can um, they use others? Do you know? Uh, the the way that the bill was implemented, they're pretty well limited to mm -hmm. those investigators, although it's not really clear, uh, mm -hmm. Todd. I mean, they probably could if they had the funds. Mm -hmm. um, 
but um, you know these investigations have to be done independently of the of the gotcha. office, of the Secretary of State's office. Um, so um, all things considered, those those two things were good. We got a lot of interesting bills introduced. Uh, the thing, of course, that we wanted the most was to make ballots public records so that we can mm -hmm. verify election results from these suspicious Dominion voting machines, and also we can detect counterfeit ballots like we saw in Fulton County in 2020 and mm -hmm. like the sworn affidavit that you mentioned uh, have uh, have uh, determined, you know, have testified to. So um, that's pretty much where we are legislatively and uh, from a litigation perspective. Right. You're in Georgia. What else do people need to know? Anything about what's happening on voter election integrity in Georgia? Well, I, I, I would argue that if we don't at a absolute minimum make ballots subject to open records request, we cannot possibly have a legitimate 2024 election. Mm -hmm. We cannot stop the 2020 cheating that went on uh, with the stuffing of counterfeit ballots into the results. And we cannot stop the uh, uh, incorrect uh, election results like we saw in DeKalb County uh, in 2022 when the machines declared the wrong winner yeah. and failed to count 1,805 votes. Uh, so in order to do that, and by the way, that was the only race in that May 24, 2022 primary. So the only race that was audited uh, found that the machines picked the wrong winners. Uh, so Dominion uh, had a 0% accuracy rate for the May 24, 2022 primary in audited, fully audited candidate races. And do you expect relief where possibly in the courts or for that issue as far as making the ballots public records? Um, we cannot get relief in the courts. We can only get relief for our Fulton County case. We have to get the legislature to pass that. Okay. Uh, I don't know. We came within a minute of passing it last year. We did not get as far this year. We got a bill uh, passed out of committee. It didn't get across to the House. Uh, nothing crossed over from the Senate. Uh, it was pretty disturbing uh, that that bill did not go farther than um, it did. I would have considered it to be a highly successful uh, session if we had passed that one bill. We had two active bills. One was House Bill 426 by Shaw Blackman in the House. That's the one that passed out of the uh, Government Affairs Committee, got to the Rules Committee, didn't get over to the, to the, on the floor and over to the Senate. We also had Senate Bill 122, Kate Kirkpatrick had uh, a similar bill. That bill, uh, th that language never, never got, got a, uh, out of the committee, right. uh, the Ethics Committee in the Senate. So uh, pretty disturbing, um, but, um, Generally speaking, I, I, you know, we had uh, a, a fairly decent session. We've made a lot of friends. There's a complete new day uh, down there. We, we've mm -hmm. gotten a lot of uh, the leadership is receptive to what we are recommending. They're listening. They're, listening. They're allowing us to give them presentations. They're, they're, mm -hmm. they're friendly. Um, so we're going to try to build those relationships up and and take it to the next level in the next session. Excellent. So how can people help you, Garland? 
Well, um, I, I think the first thing to do is to get involved, uh, get informed. I would say first get informed by, by uh, going to the voterga.org website, looking at all the legal briefs and the press conferences and, and um, uh, so many things that we have out there, uh, history and uh, all, everything that we're doing is on that site. And then I would say the second thing they could do is get involved. Mm -hmm. uh, and that would be um, by joining uh, Voter GA. It's a dues-free organization. You just volunteer and you automatically get an invitation to our weekly call with over 100 people on Saturday morning. So that's another good way to get involved. And then probably most importantly uh, is to donate. Uh, we are uh, 501c3. Uh, we are a volunteer organization. I do not take uh, a salary. Uh, I, you know, I'm retired and uh, doing this just really to save Georgia. Yeah. And, you know, all the deduction, all the um, donations are tax deductible. Well, Garland, thank you. We'll have you back soon. I appreciate you coming on and giving us an update. Todd, thank you. We always appreciate, you know, you've uh, been so helpful in, in helping us get the word out. And we, we appreciate you so much. Take care. Thanks for joining us today on the Georgia 24 show. Uh, don't forget about our no ad subscriptions. Please help out CD Media. Help us grow. Uh, we really need this. We need, we need a thousand people to come in today and sign up for a no ad subscription. So please tell your friends, if you want the best media out there, it's going to cost you a few bucks a month. Um, but we need the support and, uh, otherwise the Republic's not going to be saved. So help us out, help save our kids future, which is our goal. Also go to mypillow.com and, uh, outfit that new bride or new recent college graduate, uh, with promo code CDM and get the best discounts up to 80% off. With that, we will see you next week on the Georgia 24 show.